You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Daraisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I am staring at the Midwestern countenance of Rabbi Yosef Kavriel Bechoffer, who is not in his usual perch in Muncie, but is actually on the road in Detroit, Michigan, or is it Southfield? Where are you exactly? Southfield, Southfield. Southfield. Okay, Rabbi Yosef, you have an extra hour. Uh, right. Getting ready for Shabbos today. Well, forty-five minutes or so. Forty-five minutes. That's yeah. as that's as far as as, as the yeah. sun is, right. is allowing you to go down a little bit later than usual. Rabbi okay. Yosef, I know you want to start today with a response right. to a, a a a pointed comment that was made on one of our previous. No, uh, actually, not a pointed comment. One of uh, I have a a one a cousin, Chaim Shochet. Chaim Shochet is a Raven Munsi. Uh, he's. Um, Obviously, from the Shachet Lubavitcher family, but he is not his his shul is not a Lubavitcher shul. He's a son of my uncle Lisha from Toronto, and himself is a Lubavitcher. But the shul is not a Lubavitcher shul, which just goes to show. Obviously, he's a big time Chacham. The shul took him, despite so to speak, the fact that he's a Lubavitcher. And I have a lot of uh, uh, respect and harocha um, for him. And what he pointed out, he listens to our program, which is a compliment to us. Um, he's the one who complained to me that he can't get the old ones, which my uh, of Rabbi Kivalevich has said he will take care of to make sure the old ones go back up. And but uh, the, the one he listened to, listened to recently, which I Oran, was the one with about childless Gedolim. And he noted that we sh- an example we should have mentioned is with Shmuel Oyerbach, because Shmuel Oyerbach is seems to have been very much influenced from the, by the fact that he was not. Uh, did not have children, and as a matter of fact, lived for many years as uh, an almond. And it's possible that maybe the traits which he had, which were the, the divisive, with the Pelagyushami and all those other um, um, aspects, all the aspects which went with it, uh, for which um, I believe the Replankanevsky at one point expressed himself sharply that Rav Shmuel is a Zokin Mamre, come from being in a state of. Uh, Loneliness and isolation, and not being, uh, um, you know, in more of Imabrios in a way which perhaps would make him, I guess, uh, more resemble his father. Yeah, well, I actually heard this before your uh, cousin uh, spoke to you uh, about it, must have been uh, maybe 15 or 20 years ago, maybe even more. One of my wonderful, wonderful chavruses, um, not that you weren't wonderful. One of my more, one of my great, wonderful chavruses over the years was Rabbi Avram Kuperman, or Copperman, who was the the, uh, the oldest son of uh, Rabbi Yehuda Copperman, who, of course, the founder of Mechala and the editor of the first, I guess, um, scientific or edition of the Meshachochma. Anyway, I, I spent many years learning with him. And uh, he was a person who was an incredible, incredible Talmud uh, Chacham, and uh, a, a just uh, talented in so many ways. Also, unfortunately, not able to have children, uh, of biological children. He adopted a child that uh, I know that, uh, that, that he had a lot of nachas from in a very unique way. And Rabbi Kopperman was close to the G'dayim. He was actually Mishamash Rabbi Yoshev, and uh, he knew um, Rav Shlomo uh, Zalman as well. He would come to him with Shilas. And he told me, you can see 
the difference in the smile between the two. He said this to me. He said, if you take a look that Rafa Zalman had the 180 watt smile and everybody recognized it was genuine. And he would say, when he would talk about the pain of what childless does, he pointed this out himself, someone was caught up to both of them. And um, um, it is taka tragedia in Okinami, especially since in many ways Rav Shmuel was very similar to his father in certain uh, uh, certain aspects. Uh, and so, Rav Shmuel has another son who also doesn't have children. Is that so? What, one who's married to Yashiv's daughter? Rav Azriel Yorbach has no children? I think so. Yeah. I guess, well, we better check our facts before we upload this to the world. Um, I don't, I didn't know that that was true. I didn't. I, I heard that Rav Shmuel said he's sensitive to uh, fertility questions because he has two children that do not have themselves children. Well, again, you know, it was, I, I, I think your cousin probably, um, again, <laughs> you know, what do they say? In Barozim, you know, you know, you know, so if, if it could happen to even someone that's such a like Rav Shmuel, obviously the effects are, are, are definitely very, very great. Whether they affected the Lubavitcher Rebbe or not, this is the Machlekes Becha from Kivalevich. Kivalevich sticks to his son. Oh, he agrees with you, by the way. That's the part that you should have started with. Instead, <laughs> you started saying he's my cousin, and yeah, and I know him, and he's kind of rough, and show. The first thing you should have said was he agrees that personality, not and this, not what he agrees that personality influences um, people's mahalchim, even halacha. Right, and and or in the big picture that the that the author that the the last rebbe had. Um, let's talk about something. Specific. I don't hold that against him though. What? I don't hold that against my cousin. That he holds like me? Listen, yeah. you should macabre the MS with Misha Omer. I've been trying to teach you that for a long time. Maybe you're in Detroit now. Like you, you're outside of the Muncie mentality. You'll I be want able- to mention that once, the one time I met Rav Shmuel Orbach, after I left Mary I was either going to go to the mirror or to Rav Shmuel. And I went to Rav Shmuel for an interview, and he was very reluctant to take me because um, I went to college. Uh, so I said, "Listen, your father sent me to college." So when you were in, <laughs> when you were in, in Kolteira, no, when I was a Shalvim, I went to ask Shalvim, him yes, whether to go to whether to go to college or not. And he told me I should go back to college. Uh-huh. So, uh, so he said, "I so I said, it's, I don't think you cannot accept me if your father is the one who sent me to college." So he grudgingly accepted me, uh, but I decided. And where was that? Milo Satira. Milo Satira. Yeah, that was his yeshiva. And how long did you stay by Rav Shmuel? I didn't. I didn't go in the end. In the end, I went to the mirror. Ah, I see. But uh, that was my tzad, was not to, to, was to go there and not to go to the mirror. In the end, so I, remember, I don't remember what my cheshim was exactly, probably because you know, it was a little bit of the evidence. We were starting over that strike against me. But uh, he was very nice, but he was a bit of a kanoi. And that's uh, the college thing was part of it. I hear. Well, you know, again, you know, it could be part of your going to the mirror was your incredible, you know, you, you call it only uh, a coincidental. Uh, you like you follow like every yeshiva I've ever went to, like you always show up there eventually, whether it's near Yisrael or it's in Chicago. Like it's always, again, it's, I was following you before I even knew who you were. Amazing. Sorry. 
That's right. That's right. They're, 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 they're right. Of course, then I started to follow you. Then I started to turn around. And you know where that led me. Uh, one job gone. Right, right, yeah, thank you. Another job. What is this? Oh, speaking of which, my, my uh, school is looking for teachers for next year. And they said, if I find you find them a teacher, you get a $500 finder fee. So uh, are, are you staying on in that school? Staying, yes. Yeah. I see. So, that would be that would be incredible. Did I teach sixth grade language arts and social studies. I think if both of us were in together in the same building in the same school, I think either the school would increase exponentially or it would implode, and and, and that would be the end of the school. I think that. Uh, I, I think I think we would be excellent for the school. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 hopefully, I will be able to soon offer you a a, a great, great mindlet over here okay. with us at the yeshiva of Newark. But if you want to teach American history, the sixth grade. Second, I have another possibility. I can offer you a mindlet at Abelson Hyman. Yes. I think I could put in a good word for you. I think that you would be at least ninety percent as capable as I am to being <laughs> for this incredible, incredible product. It is something that I think you would do it. And unlike some of you know the frustrations that you have in, in your job, and even with some of your students and, and, and perhaps them not appreciating you, I can tell you that the meat that is being ground and turned into sausage and the great chunks of shoulder roast and other roasts that are being placed into the oven turned into these incredible succulent, uh, wonderful pieces of, 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 of like artistry of food I think you would enjoy having a hand in that and, and especially turning on the fire, turning on the fire, creating the ash that actually makes it definitely uh, the Bishop, yeah. Yes, the Bishop Yisrael. And of course, also, I should also mention that we are cre- extremely mockbit, of course, uh, in what we do in terms of Basar Shnasalam and Ayan. We have the ultimate, ultimate safeguards in terms of locks and plumbers. And I know that's something that would appeal to a, such an organized mind as yourself. So maybe there's some way that you could join us, Rabbi Yisuf. Well, once you bring that up. I, extraordinaire for A&H, Tachlis Akashras, Tachlis Atam. I want to share a, a note I got from a student on the last day of the year, a student who graduated. Rabbi Beckhofer, thank you so much for giving me such an amazing year. Although you were the social studies teacher, what you taught me was so much more than just social studies. You taught me how to have an appreciation for a good debate. You taught me that it's good to have different opinions than the average person. And most importantly, you taught me to want to learn. You made it very clear that if we didn't want to be in your class, we could just leave. I think that made everybody want to be there. Nobody was going to skip your class. And that's why I think so many girls want to join the learning Chabura over the summer because it's completely optional, because everyone recognizes you have so much to teach us. Everyone wants to learn from you. Thank you so much for making this this group for us. Anyway, I just want to thank you for the two amazing years with you, and I'm sure that your lessons will stay with me. Wow. Now, did I, first of all, obviously some of the principles there are, I think, things that you were able to hone to the utmost with Rizcha Daraisa. I think I was able to help you with that. Yes. And I know that spilled over. The second thing I want, I, I you know, I have a, a hearing problem sometimes. Sometimes I'll say, can you repeat that again? Sometimes it's because you speak quickly and you garble your words. Sometimes it's my lack of hearing. But did I hear girls there? Was this a girl who wrote this? Yes. Aha. 
I noticed a student of mine. Yes, a a, a young woman who yeah. appreciates that. And uh, bravo, bravo yeah. in terms of being the the mechanech for the future mechanechesses of Klal Yisrael. Well, the boys bought me a shot, so that's you know. I said, okay, well, that's an easy one. Okay, it's much, it's much, it's much easier to call up Zundel Berman and order a shas than to compose a, le- a heartfelt letter. It costs more money, but that's true. That's why boys will more likely buy a shas than write a heartfelt letter. They don't want to get mushy. Yeah. You know, speaking about boys and girls, speaking about chesidim uh, that we talked about, um, it really segues. Even Abels and Hyman segues in this way because Abels and Hyman uh, provided for us uh, in Elizabeth last Sunday a chance for boys and girls to meet in a sort of a, a, a yeshivish uh, orthodox machmir way and Abels and Hyman and a bunch of other uh, sponsors, the boys and girls met and I don't know if any shidduchim are going to come from it, but everyone commented how, oh, this way I feel empowered, I feel it makes sense, it's working for me. We did a whole, uh, hopefully we can recover that podcast about what we thought was uh, some critique on the standard shidduch prasa, pra- practice of the uh, of, of the pictures uh, that have to go part of the portfolio. But I want to actually jump over what's going on in the more modern and less yeshivish shavelt. And I want to take us into what I know from my history with the chesidish shavelt. And maybe I think it's true with the litvish shavelt as well, the gur gur yeshivish shavelt. Let's, let's suggest the following. We know that there are a, let's, let's imagine, and I'm, this is an imaginary case, but it happens all the time. A person from a, a, a completely irreligious background, uh, parents were totally, who knows? Um, they, they, they were hippies, yippies, we, who knows what? Yuppies, shmuppies. The point was, is that they were not from at all. And the child somehow discovers Yiddishkeit and discovers eventually a chesidish Yiddishkeit. And of course, see them are very varm, whether it's Chabad, whether it's Biala, whether it's Stolen, they really understand and they actually bring this person and they, they, they well, he gets his head shaved like the way he should, he joins the, the Hevra, he learns how to speak Yiddish, he's able even to, 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 to appear just like any other of the Chesidish Hevra, but now it's time to get married. When it's time to get married, what does he discover? He discovers that the Rebbe, who is someone, or his Rabbonim, or people he has great respect for, they, of course, are very kind to him. But here's a red line that can't be crossed. He, although some of the families know him, he, he's a Shabbos Bochar. By some of these people's homes, Bishum Oifen, he cannot get a Shidduch from those families. They are, in effect, based on the halachis from the Gemara that's mentioned even in, in, in Orachayim at the end of Chaylet Beis of the Mishnah and other places, uh, he is stigmatized as a puzzle because of his his conception, <laughs> and therefore because of the pagam of being a ben anida, a ben apostle, the only people that they have ready for him is other bali tshuva, perhaps. And I, I know that this is an uvda that is is, is is common. It was common even I think, and this is going to shock some people hearing this. In the in the Chassidus, which is the most open for Bali Chuvah, Chabad, there is a, definitely a sense that they will the, the Madrichim. There is the, there is no Vatranis on this. And let me contra, I'm going to give you a second here to, to talk about this. But we know that the yeah, but it's not just Chassidim. We know that, right? Right, right. 
again, I, I, I stayed, this is where, in one place where you can see how dramatic and hard. I had a, uh, I have a chavah, a chavah in May as well, who, uh, Yekusha background. And he said, his family, the Amasaira, and I don't know, he didn't come particularly, you know, it wasn't, uh, he was from the, the boondocks, not, not from any Bumachian Heights. Yeah, we don't marry Bali Chuba. So you never can tell when, when this pops up. And, and I, I, I will just say that the Stiplers saw him, the Igris of the Stipler that came out, four or five volumes. There are a number of places there where the Stipler, I think, courageously uh, wrote and it was, and he felt it was a mitzvah mafarsim that if a person shows me the stoyvays, whether it's a boy or a girl, despite the, the 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 who is where they came from, what their parents are like, or what their brother and sisters are like, that if they show me the stoyvays and the rabbeim are made on them, that they are wonderful, good people, that you should not be marching them. And it's an obvious. Well, Moshe has also true that, right? That you should not be mocked on these. Moshe says that. You, uh, there's a very interesting Jura Moshe he says that um, you can assume if she has Midos he or she has Midos Pavis or whatever so that the mother before she conceives she went to a swimming pool or something else which would be an, a Mikvah Doraisa mm-hmm. and, and in other words the Rabbi Shalom worked it out that right. even though she didn't realize she was going to a Mikvah but if the child has me to stay, it can't be a steer to Chazal, Chaz Vishal, right? right so it right. must be that. You think Rabbi Yisrael meant that seriously? Or he was just I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. Oh, come on. And that's why it's a question of, of uh, it's a question of his Derek Sak. Did he mean, did he feel he had to come up with something and this is what he came up with? Or did he feel that, no, this is an Amos I think I've heard that, but it really, now that, you know, we're, we're talking about it in this way, it sounds like Ramesha was just trying to do what the Stipers said to do, which is to basically be mavater on this Indian Bismana Zeb. Um, uh, right? Obvious, now, now, the Stiper does deal with a question. I think Rebel Yoshev does as well, if you have a choice of one or the other, right? But I think both of them say that once the Shidduch seems to be going well and the person has to meet the Stipers, you should not break the Shidduch based on that. And again, I can't, you know, again, if people write in, we'll be able to show them the Marmachimus on this. But let's get the Resichas going because, you know, I've got some bourbon apple um, uh, sausages in the other room and I can smell the Resichas there, but I don't sense the Resichas here between us. So what what do you think? This bothers me no end. Again, again, this to me is like, if there's a place for going beyond, whether it's, you know, this is where we need people to mamish say chas v'sholem to be mocked. But people should should line up by the stipler. Why can't the chassidish ever do this? Can you explain that to me? Oh, I think everything by by chassidim nowadays everything is a matter of schools. So schools work out positively and schools work out negatively. Um, and uh, that one of the school negative schools is to marry somebody who uh, says uh, the gama ben anida, whatever the case may be, and. Uh, uh, since we're not Hasidim, we don't believe in these schools. Okay, though I'm not what gonna speak to you. Of, being, of, of, of destroying someone by by mate by being mavaza them, being mavayish them, by causing the tsar to them. No, so again, so here you are. No, I'm sorry. No, I can't have uh, my, my I want my children to become Sadiqim. I, I want Midas Toivas for my children. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show the worst Midas by basically saying, No, I'm sorry, we can't have that. No, no, right. What about the tsar that that's goyrim for that for that person? Isn't that 
doesn't that Megala Midas Roy is much worse than some mystical throwback to the fact that the... Listen, the, I, I'm not sure what you want from the Chassid, the Dibur Chaim, famous Dibur Chaim, right? That most of the Rabbanim and most of the Chabad, most of the, the Rabbanim in our day and age are from the Arab Rav. So people can be, a person can be a Chashverov, a Rebbe, and still be from the Arab Rav. So if a Chashverov, a Rebbe is from the Arab Rav, certainly Balchula can be from the Arab Rav, right? So you don't want to marry the Arab Rav, do you? You know, why don't, if, if people take a look at the Evan Shloyma's description, again, the Evan Shloyma, of course, is only a Likud from the Goyim. Evan Shloyma is a Gugrah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm getting We're about Chassidim, aren't we? Right, right. But I'm saying, if you want to look at the Erev Rav, the, 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 there's a Likud there, a, a parak on in the Evan Shloyma from the Likud of all the Gros people who are part of the Erev Rav. Rav Cook also has a lot of interesting things. Boy, there's a lot of people in the Erev Rav. There are people in the Erev Rav all the right Fekesef, many of the Rabbonim, many, right? right. So, and probably Machlekes, for states of Groh calls him the Ambalik. Yeah. yeah. So, again, so to somehow zero against this Balchubal. They're saying that they would marry somebody who's rich, even though the rich the, the person might be from the area of um, his Midos, but not somebody who's a Balchubal because of their parents. Right. I'm saying it almost comes to the point that it's it's like, of course, nobody wants their daughter or son to marry someone with Midas Royce. But the Vatronis, there's there's no Vatronis Bechalau when it comes to 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 Balchuba. Here's the in the main thing. By the way, uh, yeah, Omer, I think that this is by by, by Lubavitch nowadays, not by the other Hasidus, by Lubavitch, they've relaxed that somewhat. They have? Yes, because it's so very hard to find quality Bakram nowadays. So they relaxed that standard. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. My so first dates was a girl that was raised in a very chosh of a Chabad family. And she told me the, the pain that she had, that her sisters, because she was an adopted daughter of them, that her sisters would get from Sug A, and she could not get guys like that at all. And she got Kivalevich. She got one night with Kivalevich, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kivovich didn't Kivovich didn't care for her too much, but <laughs> but but, uh, but, but, but well, talk- I, I don't I don't mean I don't know how to break this to you, but you're kind of like an old man, and this is like going back forty years ago, and we're talking about nowadays, which is about forty years later. So but, things might have changed about, in the meantime. So so basically, this show is completely uh, obsolete. You're saying Chabad. No. As a relative Chabad, I'm sure that many people are still mocking, but I'm telling you, the barriers have been broken down so much. And it's not a big, it's not, it's again, it's because it's hard to find a, a good bacher, especially if you are a anti mishichist You want an anti mishichist it's not easy to find. I, okay. I assume vice versa, too. You know, there's so many different. Uh, yeah. I, I hear. So it is, it is weakening. I want to say the first girl that I went out with, by the way, who is a very I don't want to give too much information out because, but she became a very hush of a person in Kiruv and in, in, involved in Harbatz's Torah and Avodas Hashem, and she she's she's a, she's a big shamed of her. Anyway, so and that was your inspiration from one date with her. Wow, I went out five times with her. Oh, five times, okay. five times with her. And um, in fact, once I think we were walking on in Reese Park um, on the beach, and the, the wind was very very strong. It was in winter. The wind was coming in very strong, um, and I had my black hat, 
and like her hair, I said, here, take my hat. And she wore my black hat. It was a very, very wonderful moment. And uh, a Simon Muvak. Oh, 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 it came from that time she wore your hat. Wow. Yeah. I'll go I'll upon him. I remember her telling me about, because I weren't the near Yisrael. And she talked about a person that you, I don't want to say his name, but he was known as the Poisik Bochar in Neri Yisrael. I think by the time you got there, he was already married, but he was a shtick on Eltera Bochar. He wasn't married. What? He wasn't married. You know I'm talking about. He married a girl that I went out with. Rabbi Yitzchok, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbi Yitzchok would sit at his table with his note cards, and you had any shyly, he would be there. And she would tell me, I wanted to go out with this Rabbi Yitzchok. I wanted to go with Rabbi Yitzchok. And I was like, okay, definitely ended up with me, you know, <laughs> right? But what was the problem? She could that she was, uh, that, her, that her parents were not from, her dad was a cab driver, whatever it was. And the desire that she had was, 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 was intense. 40 years might have passed. But human emotions have not changed that much. And I, I really think if, 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 pe- if Rizcha Daraisa does anything in terms of pushing people towards changing stuff, this should be something that I think should be as, as verboten as any of the woke stuff and, uh, that the Yuchas Sholem you can mention. The fact that someone's past is, 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 it's a Noz and the fact that they shouldn't be able to get the Shaduchim of the best families, it, 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 it continues this artificial... Uh, separation and 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 really it is ma'akev, I believe, people's rotzayim. From- well, you know, the question is more bar larger, which which uh, is why a movement which is supposed to be revolutionary and democratizing ended up to be far more um, um, exclusive and uh, and uh, uh, invested in hierarchy and caste system than. Anything it replaced, which is okay. So here, here we're talking about chassidus. Now I know the last thing that you said, of course, especially talking about chabad, the idea of there being a tzaddik level that nobody else is shyach to. Of course, that's a given. But the the anash, in the level of anash, there should be no chiluk. Right, but there is. There's a difference between geza and non geza. Yeah. Do you ever heard the term geza before? I know what it means in Hebrew, but I never heard it used in Chabad. Yeah, Geza means the Geza. The, we have, the old Chabad Mishpachos. Yeah. To marry into a Geza Mishpacha, which of course a, a Shachet should not be able to do because a Shachet is a governor, not a governor, not a Geza. So the fact that the Shachets married into Geza families showed how much they're machshiv the Shachets. So they can, they can. Somehow. So it's not just against B'nai Hanida. It's even Geza versus non-Geza. I see. I see. So that might be again. You know, it may. I, 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 I've spoken about this before um, uh, by the Novominsky Rebbe, uh, not the Novominsky Rebbe, by the um, Nikolsberger Rebbe, that um, that there was a, a schasna that I attended, and I mentioned this before in a different context. But he had it was a, a, a Gertzedek from Colombia. And the Gioiris was also from Uruguay or from another South American country. And they, the Rebbe had been, had, had been, uh, had, had been a, a big mashpia on one. The Rebbitzin had been the mashpia on the other. And it was a, 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 the whole yeshiva came to the chasana of now these two, these boys and girls who, who were raised, you know, in, in the Latin or South American countries and now become uh, Nikolsberg, I see them uh, totally and completely. This incredible, incredible simcha. 
Um, I, I guess in some ways, now I might be wrong here. Um, you know, a ger and a which you know, we, would you think lachar is is my argument as as valid? Do, right, some right, and again here, you know, you right, you can see, could you see a difference of somehow saying, well, you know, let's loosen things for. For for this, but maybe someone who comes from Ben Geir, maybe someone who's a Ger Tzedek, we should still be mopping on or frakert. Maybe a Ger Tzedek, I was caught in Shemelandovi, maybe is, is able to be even even be more tohar than someone who's a Ben Anidah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I would say, listen, I, I I haven't had experience with this, but I would say that uh, definitely if uh, uh, if, if two people are Geirim, they their voice are never should join Christ. Well, and they, they seem to have you know, the, the requisite midos. I think it would be a tremendous mile to marry, have his chus to marry into such a family as opposed to a chisarun. Um, and therefore, yeah. how about a geared sedic themselves? Would a, should a geared sedic somehow be you know, the fact that he was noilad from 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 uh, from from uh, chamoyrim, so to speak? Well, it doesn't should matter because the chutzish noilad dami. Uh, the Gemara says, "I call right to Machar Gioris." Evidently, they, people do not feel that. Uh, okay, but you know the whole discussion from from people that uh, from Yasef Engel and others, and and the Rebbe What does Kachon Shnei Dami mean? Does it mean it? Yeah, yeah. It's not, a, it's not a complete new Mahus, right? Yes, yeah, but the point is that uh, it says, "I call right to Machar Gioris," even though, uh, and the obviously going to say that people are not Machshi being Gioris being Chisarim. The same with their machshiv, you know, being a you know, avid meshuchar or something like that. So um, I don't think the gemara, don't think the gemara ever encourages people to stay away from magnus gioris. I mean, look, you know, again, obviously there's a there's a a, a, a halachic reality, whether it's completely darais or not, about a gioris of pusimi baskimel um, marrying a koyin, um, right. and but. Still, it, it comes out of shtickle an anomaly from this discussion we're having that it, you you believe that for Gioirison in a Hasidish Mishpacha would be able to get no, of course not. Wait a minute, I thought about my opinion. Oh, oh your before. opinion. So, in your opinion, if you would you would you would you would uh, be more if you had two candidates for your daughter's hand and one or your son's hand and one was a Gioiris and one was a Balas you would say the Gioiris, uh, you would go with the Gioiris. I, I, I don't know. I think it would be a wash. Definitely either one of them over a Trumpist. A Trumpist? Yeah. Somebody would... Going back to politics then? <laughs> a Trumpist? <laughs> What's your boy doing now? <laughs> What's the, the, the great Biden? What's, what's the tell? What is he? Right. He's done so, he's such a big off to. It's an off to. <laughs> Being against Trump is is initially schmutz, independent of uh, being for for pro against Biden. I hear. Okay, you're right. Trump is on agonil. But the point though is, is that uh, you know I, I think, and from my perspective, of Yasef, look, it's all the person themselves need. You need to check the person. Clearly, if if you're getting, there's always going to be baggage that every person brings to a shidduch, but there might be non-Jewish parents that are farganigan. To be connected to, right? And yeah. there's going to, and, and and so really, it's really all this 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 other crust, whether you know, which is a non, uh, it's not based on 
a, a societal. Does it make you feel bad? You have you have Hasidish or Bush? You want uh, myself? Yeah. I well, you know, it's one second. Let, let's let, let's let's let's. I'm not talking about your frat. I'm talking about your backersha, right? So you actually you forgot, Rabbi Yosef. When I was miyayitz with you before my last the, the last chasma that I made. Right. Uh, hopefully you have a one. Hopefully soon we'll see in the future. But the last one, I told you to wear a frock. You told me you should wear frock. Says you got to wear a frock now. Right, frock is good. I'm talking about before that. So before that, I wore a bekashuk. Yeah, that's true. When well, you, you associate yourself with this movement, uh, okay. So because okay, you're right. I associate myself with it, and I guess in some. What way, did you see in it? Okay, now this is this is a a wrong question. We both of us, in terms of what we learn, and in terms of our our sense of of Dvekas and the Rabbani Shalom and our and our and our appreciation of of of, of sometimes turning the table over and, and and demanding change and jumping on the table and and changing things. We all love and applaud Chassidish. However, when I was a bocher, you know, first of all, as you know, my father was a combination of Chosen and 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 and, and a Litvisha, You know, and in fact, he yeah, learned- he, he he was like strikes me as the furthest thing from a Chosen I can imagine. Okay, but the point was, I grew up in a home where there was no anti-Chassidish rhetoric. If anything, there was a love of everyone. And my and my point is, is that you know, and he learned by Rafi Hershkliksen, which who was who was the Chassidish Aidan by Rechaim. So it was it was it was it was almost very posha to me that when I left, and I've told the story before, I think that when I was on that Yom Kippur uh, morning. When I dreaded sitting next to that brisker who was going to be spitting in his in his um, in his handkerchief because he didn't want to have any spiechts and uh, during I remember the story. Okay, so again, I was on Yom Kippur. I was uh, at oh, the, the mirror. No, in the mirror. I was sitting in the mirror, and um, the brisker that I was the brisker that I was with uh, that I they put next to me was someone who. Um, uh, was very very makbid on on halachos, and he didn't want to have any extra shpayachts in his mouth, and he kept on spitting it into his into his handkerchief. And when he wasn't and his, his kriyashma, and I thought my kriyashma was, was pretty decent. I you know I really felt it, and um, you know it was the kriyashma and mariv the night before, and this brisker sitting next to me as 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 I'm getting to v'hoyim shemoya, I hear him going. Shemang, he's trying to be madgish the iron. Anyway, my point was is that it was to me. I got to get out of here. So I, the next day, instead of getting my seat in the mirror next to this, this, this sad, um, like, 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 sort of like you know, incredibly morose Yom Kippur. I went to Zville, which was next door to the mirror. And I and I I go up to the second floor, and it's a symphony is echoing. The Hebra singing, everyone is standing by the by by, by the by the Omud, the Chazan is, is clapping his hands, the Hebra there, and the idea of being Mamlech, the Rabbi Shalom, a Rabbi Shalom that's full of Ava, a Rabbi Shalom that loves Klaushal, that's going to be Metahir everyone. I said, This is for me. I said, and and from that point on, I said, yeah, this is Avedis Hashem. 
This is Avedis Hashem that transportive. This Avedis Hashem where this is an Avedis Hashem that everybody can be Avechelik from and can feel the Rebbein Shalom Kippur. So from that point on, I started davening in Achsidah Sheminyan and I started davening in the above of her um, in the above of her uh, small bismedrash, they had on Rechob Tzvani, I think it was, and everybody was extremely nice to me. And I came in without a Bekesha, just like a regular yeshiva guy, maybe even wearing the, the kippah sruga that my mother had made, that the big black thing. Um, and since I spoke Yiddish, it was, it, was, it was a little bit easier for me. But I sat with them, we schmoozed, I learned all their nagunim, and it was clear to me by the time that year was over that I was going to grow my pace and I was going to uh, try to live as much as the Chaim Chassidim as possible. I just want to say one other thing. The thing that probably sealed my commitment was being invited uh, to Rav Brizel, I forgot, with Aaron Yossel Brizel's house, who, took, who grabbed me from Stolen one, one Shabbos. And when I saw... Uh, first of all, the way he stood over me and 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 and, and put the chicken cholent into my bowl, and when I went to wash and I saw three um, beds in the kitchen, three cots in the kitchen, where the where the where his children were sleeping, and yet he had myself and four other yeshiva guys there, and instead of talking to his his children, and we were just the ones who said pass the kugel. He kept on speaking to us and, and, and showing us such maizam. I said, I'm back with Avram Avinu. This is mamish incredible. Every single, every single note that I, that I encountered in Yerushalayim that year was so authentic and real, and 90% of it came from Chassidah Shechevra. And I said, listen, the Rabbani Shalom is showing me that this, this is the derech. So I tried in my small way to adopt that. Um, and that's part of the reason why, um, and this is a, a sort of a weird story, um, I, I, I knew I was leaving the yeshiva uh, to go home, and I asked the mashkiach, I said, you know, there's this, there's this bekisha that's hanging on a hook in the coat room, and um, nobody's taken it. Can I have it? And he said, yeah, sitting there so long, you can take it. So I tried it on. It was much too big. <laughs> I said, I'm taking this. So I took the, I, I folded the Bekesha into my duffel bag and I went home with it. And uh, when I came back to Memphis, my mother of Shalom unpacked it and she said, What's this? I said, I said, Mom, I'm going to be turning, um, I'm going to be turning 18 years old. I want to wear this Bekesha now all the time. She said, well, I'm going to fix it up a little bit for you. And she ironed it, and she put buttons on it, and she tried to tailor it. And that's how I started wearing a Bekesha. In, uh, when I turned 18, I put it on with a Shechayano. That was the, uh, that's my Bekesha story. <laughs> but you, Bechoffer, you said, you know, it's time for you to, instead of being a pseudo Chosid, why don't you become a pseudo Rishishiva instead, and just wear the frock? So I still put the Bekesha on for some special occasions, but you're the person who frocked me. <laughs> <laughs> like I know has defrocked you yet. Yes, yes. I, that we, <laughs> we can see if that happens soon. <laughs> well, that's about it. 
I, again, if you will remember when, if you are in the parsha of Shaduchim or you're in the parsha of parents uh, who are considering Shaduchim, I think this is an area that um, consult your rabbonim, but also look well, at- also, wait, wait, let's also consult the Kibbal Levitzes because they are now in to she should be making Shaduchim. Make sure. Right. Well, of course, there are many Mrs. Kibalevich and others are all available uh, as Shadchanim. And there's a wonderful Shadchanim out there. And, and they're doing it mostly, and I would say mostly, of course, Lashem Shemayim, to be Mazavik Zavugim be Yisrael. It's a very difficult parish nowadays. Very difficult. And it's a Mitzvah Rabba Ma'od. And the, the more Ikuvim that we are Masalik, the more we can say that, that the, the Ben David will bow. Because the Neshamas Mirtasham will be Yoyred. And I can't believe that any sorts of Pagomim and Psulim are in any way strong enough to to outshine the incredible power of someone who Bismanazes Machlet to become an Oyved Hashem and to be Makdish's life for Torah and for all the Zachan that Yiddishkeit stands for. To, to to hurt people in such a way. Anyway, that's well, my. By the way, we, we of course we didn't. I don't know. Uh, we, we I think we might have touched on our problem once on, on the rishus of the Syrians. That's exponentially worse. You're talking about not Mikabel Geirus, okay? Yeah. Yes, and that is something. And again, I think we should probably deal with Geirus if people are interested. In it. Take care, my friends. That's about it for this week. We'll catch you next week. Mirza Hashem, hopefully. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.